0: It is indeed a blessing to have you listen to our worship services and our power talks here on Anchor FM. This is Pastor Kip Nance with Living Water Worship Center here at 58 Clyde King Drive in Bladenboro, North Carolina. If you're looking for a church that'll love you, a church that'll challenge you on a weekly basis to learn more of the Lord, get closer to the Lord, and a church that's in search of the glory of God to manifest itself again, here in the 2020 decade. We want to invite you personally to come and be a part of our assembly. Come worship with us. You can be my special guest. I would sure love to see you. Our service times is on Sunday morning at 1030 and Wednesday evening at seven o'clock. Come as you are and be who you are and discover the difference. I'm sure that you'll be ecstatic once you do. God bless you. And we'll be looking forward to see you. Welcome to Living Water. This is Pastor Kip. God bless you for tuning in today. We're so blessed to have you. I wanted to share our last worship service with you here on this platform. God richly blessed us at the worship center last Sunday and i only got the scripture reading through on the text and the power of god fell didn't even give an altar call the altar filled up drug addicts gave their heart to god and people made new commitments to the lord in just a few minutes we're going to take you into that service but we want to tell you today how grateful we are that you have taken the time to listen to what thus saith god here in this time and hour without further ado Let's listen to The King is Coming. Yes, it does. Praise the Lord. Let the church say amen. Yeah, give God a good hand clap this morning. I tell you, y'all can do a little better than that, but I'm not going to ask you. Hold your Bible up and say, this is my Bible. I have what it says I can have. I do what it says I can do. It is the living Word of God. I have, it. I, have it. I have it, I have it all, I haven't have missed a thing. Today, Today, a part of it part will be set ablaze. I'll never be the same. Never Look at your neighbor and say, you'll never be the same. and say, we'll, we'll never be the same be in Jesus' same. holy name. And the church said, amen. amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Turn with me, if you will. First off, I'm going to be reading in 2 Samuel chapter number 6 this morning. I want you to put your thumb there, but where I want to start today is Acts chapter number 15, verse 13 through 18, Acts chapter 15, verse 13 through 18. When you get to 2nd Samuel, you'll find a very familiar scripture if you listened to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. Today God has got me a message for you, and I hope that you will receive it today. I hope that when you leave here today, <clears throat> that you'll see what God is up to. Because yeah. God is up to something. I don't want everyone to just say God is up to something. Right. And the reason why I want to read Acts chapter number 15, verse 13 through 18, because if you don't see this scripture in the spirit that I see it in, what I say today to you is not going to mean anything to you. You're going to think it's just pretty much... Words on paper. But God wants me to read to you what God is up to at this moment. Many of us have asked, what is God doing? What is God doing? We've got everything going on. A pandemic that's driving us crazy. We've got an election that's literally got people being pulled apart. Next Wednesday, we've got militias that are saying they're going to attack every state of the union. We're in a bad situation. We've got 20% of the church that is... Attending church, that means 80% of the church is staying home. Mm -hmm. We are in dire need for God's work to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. And unless we can begin to see what God is doing and get in the even keel with him and grab a hold of his vision, then we're going to miss what God has for us. So I want to read Acts chapter number 15, but before... I do that, I want to give you a little bit of background before I preach my message today because I'm going to have to have your help today. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, Kip's got to have your help today. And I'll ask you for that help in a few minutes and I hope you'll respond. But I want to give you just a little bit of background before I read this scripture. We're going to start in verse number 13, but uh, before I read that there, I want you to understand that the disciples are meeting in Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And the church has been established, and they are running into problems. All good things in life run into problems. I want to say that again. All good things in life runs into problems. Just because it runs into problems don't make it not good. All things work together for them that are the called according to God. Amen. They love God according to his purpose. You simply cannot throw away everything that is going on just because you wind up getting in a tough spot. All right, all
1: right. There's somebody listening
0: to me online right now. This is a word of revelation to you. You have thrown away everything because of one tough spot in your life. You're hearing me right now, and that word just cut so deep on the inside of your spirit. You're supposed to be at a certain place. You know where you're supposed to be, and you've been sitting there in a the victimization and a patient-type attitude asking God, why, 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 why are you people paying attention to me? And the bottom line is on this, you literally are at the point the devil is trying to get you to throw away everything that you have for God because you're in one tough spot. And you need to hear me today, amen? When there's a marriage, when there's a job, when there's a ministry, when there's a church, you're going to go through something. You're going to go through something. God did not warrant you, and he didn't put you here and give you a warranty that you're not ever going to go through something. What you've got to do is realize that you have just got to stay strong enough and be able to go through it and get to the next side because everything works together for the good of them that love the Lord. Amen? Now, they're trying, these disciples, they're trying to figure out what in the world is going on in the church. they got a problem. They're trying to figure out why it is that the Christian message is not flourishing with the Jews as well as it is with the Gentiles. They're trying to figure out why it is that all these unlikely people are getting saved, why all these whores are getting saved, why all these prostitutes are getting saved, why all these pig, pork-eating, hog-maw, chitlin-eating people <laughs> are getting saved Wow, all these idolatrous people now are getting saved and they're getting filled with the Holy Ghost and there is no church order, they don't have church they don't have no church protocol but all of them are getting saved and the Jews are running away they're trying to figure that out, these people they don't have any rules, they don't have any religion they don't have any background in fact they, they were idolatrous they were not a part of, of the kingdom of God and God has opened up a door way of grace unto them and they have responded and they are filling up the church much faster than the Jews ever thought about filling it up and the Jews are getting uh, uh, jealous over it and they're saying they don't belong to us and we don't belong to them and now all the leaders have come together And they're trying to figure out what's going on because they got one group over here that has been circumcised showing the covenant of God and man in the body. And this other crowd has not been circumcised and they don't want to get circumcised. And let me tell you, at 50 years old, I wouldn't want to be circumcised. So they're trying to figure out what in the world are we going to do about all this? What's going on? And they're having a discussion about it. And it's a pretty heated discussion. And I want to read Acts chapter number 15. Because if you don't hear this text, you're going to think that all I'm going to say today is nothing more than historical fact. You're going to hear me talk a lot today about the tabernacle of David. I want you to know that all this stuff that you hear today is not just information of an old time. What I'm about to read to you is applicable to today. And if you don't get this, you're going to leave from here today and you're going to be asking the question, what did that sermon have to do with me? But I want, what I want you to see today, before I go and end up, is that I'm teaching you eschatology. What is eschatology? Eschatology is the ending of all things. I'm talking to you today about the end of all things and how things are going to end. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I preached from 2 Samuel chapter number 6, and we're going to go back there again. But today I want to read verse 13 of Acts 15 through 18, and I want you to really pay attention to what's going on here. They've had this meeting now, and everything is happening, and it said in verse 13, And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren hearken unto me. Now let me tell you a little something about James. James was the most legalistic disciple that there was. He was one of these says, All right, you can get saved by faith, but works still count. He was so legalistic, and now the spirit has moved on James. Something has happened. The spirit has moved on James, and James begins to speak, and he says, Men and brethren, listen to me. He says, Simeon has declared how God at first did visit the Gentile to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets as it is written. After this, I will return and I will build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. That the residue of men might seek after the Lord and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all things. God is trying to tell you something here. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. He says, the scripture says, the prophet says, that God said, after this, I am going to return, verse 16, and I am going to build again the tabernacle of David, which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up. Everybody say, the tabernacle of David. Now go with me to 2 Samuel chapter number 6. A couple of weeks ago, I prepared and preached the message of 2 Samuel chapter number 6 to you. As you get in here, you maybe some of you will remember it, And you'll hear what God said back then. With that message, I entitled that message to you at that point. Excuse me, I came to see Jesus. How many of y'all remember that message? In that message, we declared that Living Water Worship Center was chosen to change the atmosphere. Can somebody here say amen this morning? In that message, we talked about true worship. We talked about how Mary brought her alabaster box in and uh, gave her life savings to Jesus. We saw in that message that Martha and Lazarus and Simeon, which was um, Martha's husband, all were doing something in the party that was being thrown for the celebration of Lazarus coming out of the grave. And we found in there that Martha, I'm sorry, Mary just wanted to do what she could. Look at your neighbor and say, "Have you done what you could?" Some of y'all already this morning would have to answer that question again. No, because some of y'all can walk, some of y'all can talk, some of y'all can jump, some of y'all raise your voice. I've heard your voice. And I'm sure your family's heard your voice. And I'm sure when you get a little upset, you get a little happy, you get a little uh, joy in you, you can have some exuberance in your life. Some of you young people out there, y'all can dance to that rock and roll music, but you can't dance to God's music. So you ain't done what you could. Ask your neighbor, say, have you done what you could? We found out in that message that God has a need to be praised and he's actually seeking people that will worship him the right way. We talked about praise and how God desired for you when you praise him to speak a praise and not just think a praise. In other words, God wants you to open up your mouth. Look at somebody and say, open up your mouth. When God gets ready to do something, he speaks it. And when God wants you to praise him, he wants you to lift up your voice and praise him. So we ended that message stressing the point that we have gotten so used to having Jesus in our assembly. We have gotten so used to having the presence of the Lord in our life. We have gotten so used to having Jesus with us just like the disciples did that it's really no great big deal to have his presence here with us anymore. And we read this scripture I'm about to read to you in that message. But before I read it, let me give you some background. David has got 30,000 men. Chosen men of Israel. And he has gathered them up. And he is finally, after 20 years... Decided almost 30 years, decided that he is going to go back to where the Ark of the Covenant was. And if those of you who don't know what the Ark of the Covenant was, the Ark of the Covenant was where God came down in between two angels on top of it in his presence and he dwelt with man and he talked with man and he showed up in his glory, the Shekinah glory of God. It showed up. But at that point, it only showed up on one time of a year at that point when the priest went into the Holy of Holies behind the veil and he went in there and he spread blood and when he went in there he had to go in there with mist and smoke all around him because if he saw God with his own eyes he would drop dead immediately but David knows now that Israel has been without the glory of God for some three decades and he has got 30,000 men together and they are going all the way over to where the Ark of the Covenant has been and they are going to bring it back into the city of Jerusalem and they are going to bring God back to Israel. David had said, I want the glory back. I'm not going to reassign my blessing. I'm not going to reassign my responsibility. And I'm not going to reassign my destiny to somebody else. And watch you get the blessing that is mine. I want the glory of God. And I want it so bad enough that I'm going to get over and get out of my feelings. And get over my position. And get over what people think of me. And I am going to get what God has for me. So he goes and he gets the Ark of the Covenant from uh, which represents the very presence of God. It is the presence of God. He goes and he gets the Ark of the Covenant and this time he does whatever it takes, whatever it takes to bring back the glory. Oh, I I feel the spirit already. Yes, yes. I want you to look at your neighbor this morning and say, are you you willing willing to do whatever it takes? To get the glory of God back live in living water. David has made up his mind. He says, I want the glory, and I want the glory back. It don't matter what i got to do to do it. He said, if i got to upset 30,000 people's lives, I'm going to go get the glory of the Lord back because we can't live another day here in Israel without the glory of Almighty God. We cannot continue to conduct affairs in our life without the glory of Almighty God. We cannot have a king here in our church, king here in our nation without the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Almighty God. God, the everlasting Father. We got to have him back in the position that he's supposed to be in so that we can be victorious under the power of Almighty God. So he goes back into the house of Obed-Edom and he gets to Ark and he begins to do whatever it takes to get the glory of God back. I'm waiting for a crowd of people in this church that is so hungry for the glory of God and want it so bad that they are willing to do whatever it takes. If it takes me getting up at 6 o'clock on Sunday morning to get ready to be at church and to pray through before we have service, then that's what we're going to do. If it takes me everything in my heart, every dollar I got in my bank account to show up where God said I yeah. promised to show up, at, I'm going to get there. I'm not going to worry about the rain. I ain't going to worry about the snow. I ain't going to worry about my bills. I ain't going to worry about my situation. I know the only answer in my life is the glory of Almighty God. And I am going to go where the glory of God has promised that he's going to show up when two or three are gathered together in the name of Jesus. He said, I'll be in the midst. And it don't matter what hell's got to say or what nobody's doing. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the glory of God back in my church, in my life, in my nation, and in my family. I feel the power of
1: God.
0: So he gets the Ark of the Covenant back. And it represents the very presence of God. And he's doing whatever it takes in his life to get it back. 2 Samuel chapter number 6. Let's just pick up at verse number 11. And the Ark of the Lord continued in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite three months, And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. Ask your neighbor, say, do you want to be blessed? Find another and say, do you really want to be blessed? If you really want to be blessed, get the glory of God back in the house. It don't matter how long it stays there The longest point that it stays there Every time it's there The glory of God will be there And you will be blessed Because the glory of God is in your house It is in your life And the house I'm talking about is right here I'm not talking about the house that you live in Out yonder I'm talking about the house that your spirit lives in If you want to be blessed yourself personally And you love yourself You will do what it takes To get the glory of God Back in your house He said the glory of God was there. The Ark of the Covenant of God was in Obed-Edom's life. And for three months, the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. And it was told King David saying, The Lord has blessed the house of Obed-Edom and all that pertaineth unto him because of the Ark of God. So David went and brought up the Ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom into the city of David with gladness. Mm. I'm going to get there in a few minutes. And it was so when that when they had bare the ark of the Lord and gone six paces he sacrificed oxen and fat, fatlings. He offered a ox, a male cow and a female cow. And David danced before the Lord. With all his might. And David was girded with the linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of a trumpet. And as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, because Saul's daughter looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. He embarrassed her. That was his wife. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place, and in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it, And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And he dwelt among all the people, even among the whole multitude of Israel, as well to the women as men, to everyone a cake of bread and a good piece of flesh and a flagon of wine. So all the people departed, everyone to his house. Then David returned to bless his household. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today. How stupid did you act today. How glorious was the king of Israel today. I want you to read this with me now. Get it real good. How glorious was the king of Israel today. Who uncovered himself today, who danced himself naked in the eyes of the handmaids of the servants. And one, as one of the fain fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. And David said unto Mount Melchor, it was before the Lord. Everybody say it was before the Lord. Before the Lord. Listen to me now which chose me before thy father and before all this house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel therefore will I play before the Lord and I will yet be more vile than this and will be based in my own sight and of the maid service which thou hast spoken of of them shall I be held in honor therefore Michal the daughter of Saul had no child until the day of her death because of her mouth Now, verse 12 says that he brought back that covenant with gladness. Everybody hold out and say gladness. I ain't seen no gladness in here this morning. (laughs) Said he brought it up with gladness. That word in Hebrew, gladness, means a state of joyful exuberance. Some of y'all ain't smiled yet. And if I went out there, the only way I'm going to get you to smile is hold two fingers up and push your mouth back. said that he had a state of joyful exuberance, it was spontaneous good spirit, he was making merry, he was throwing a party, he had great delight, he was in hilarity, meaning he was laughing in the power of Almighty God, he was having extreme amusement and laughing, and he was joking and jestful, and he was jovial because the glory of Almighty God was coming back to Israel. David was throwing a grand party because something that had been far off, yeah. he was now bringing it back.
1: Glory. Thank
0: you, Lord. I don't know about you, but if you want to see me shout, help me get the glory of God back in this yeah. church. Amen. If you want to see your brothers and your sisters shout, run around this church, walk the pews, run outside, run downtown to the stoplight, yeah. get the glory of God back into the church. Yeah. Someone say amen. Yeah. Look at verse 14 again. It said, And David danced before the Lord with all his might. All his might. All his might. All his strength. All his power. All his force. He was literally dancing like he was out of his mind. Has anybody here ever danced like you were dancing out of your mind? David is a musician. He's an athlete. He's a warrior. He's a fighter. He's used to fighting on the battlefield. And he, when he dances with all the strength he has, when he dances with all the power he has, when he dances with all the force he has, that's a whole lot of might. He ain't just up here doing like this. He is dancing with everything that he's got on the inside of him because the glory of God is coming. He is grateful that the power of God is coming back to Israel. He is grateful that God has chosen him to be the leader of Israel and his destiny is coming to play right now, this minute. He's grateful. Slap somebody and say, are you grateful this morning? So, he's dancing with all of his might. The Bible says that it was loud the Bible says in verse number 15 that there was a whole lot of shouting going on. Yeah. That word in, the Greek, in the Hebrew means an acclamation of joy and a battle cry and a shout of alarm of war. What he was doing is he was throwing a party and he was gathering these 30,000 people that were shouting and they were screaming out and they were letting all the forces of hell know we're going to war now. I don't know about you, but I'm wanting and looking for some warriors in Living Water Worship Center that arise up, get up off of your couch and get to church and rise up and do what God wants you to do and let our alarm of shout of glory come out of your mouth because we're at war and we're going to win the battle. All right. All right, Turn around and smile at someone and say he's preaching this morning. Preaching this morning. So he said that they were shouting. And they had a sound of the trumpet. And it was going real loud, and the trumpets was going on, and in the procession, or every six steps that they were going, they were killing and sacrificing and giving unto God, and everybody was shouting. They were laughing. They were merry. They were having a good time. They want nobody depressed. They want nobody oppressed. They want nobody worried about what this one was doing and that one was doing and that one was saying and this one was saying. They were had one focus, and that is we're coming back to Israel with the glory of the God of all gods, the Lord of all lords the king of all kings the almighty god the everlasting father he's coming back into the power of
1: almighty god, god.
0: Glory. Mm. and every time you get that way you're gonna find the milker in the mist smile at that right beside him and say hey milk hey, <laughs> milk everything out of everybody I don't know why old sissy gets up there and jumps around like that. If she knew what she looked like when she did that there, she would never do that. Don't know why she even bothers. Puts on makeup because when she comes in, it's running all over her face and everything. because she's sweating and all that stuff. And I, I don't know. I just can't stand to be around her because. Oh, milk. I don't know if I'm going to go to that church up there because Cece wants to shout so much and she looks so stupid up there when she's doing like the light. And I don't want nobody to know that I'm associated with her because she stinks when she leaves here. Because I don't understand how she got it. I just want to be set back here and be dignified. Y'all better pray. Thank you for letting me use you, girl. Let me share something other with you. You ain't got to get back at a person like that. You ain't got to get revenge on that person like that because God's got a way of getting back at somebody like that. There, Because of her mouth, God shut up her wound and she never ever had a baby for David at all. And at that point, God will bring a curse on people that is talking against people that are happy and grateful that the glory of Almighty God is back in the house. And he looked at her and he said, Woman, it was before the Lord this ain't about you, it ain't about them slave girls, it ain't about this nation I don't care what you think about me I don't care how you think I look I don't care how how you think about my praise I don't care what you think I look like I don't care what you do and what you say about me and how you talk about me and I don't care what's on your mind I come here to praise the God of all gods, the Lord of all lords, the King of all kings and I have finally got the glory of Almighty God and I'm bringing it back to the house and I'm going to pray the Lord and if you think that this is embarrassing, you wait just a few more minutes because I am going to lose my dignity and I'm going to get happy and I'm going to let everybody know I'm a crazy individual when it comes to the power of Almighty God. Push it somebody say get ready, get ready, get ready. Some of y'all so dignified sitting there I'm going to tell you what After a while you're going to get the glory of God on you And you're going to look at other people And say I don't know why in the world Them people got to be so dignified You stop and think about all the time You sit there so dignified And say that man up there is foaming at the mouth While he's preaching and all that stuff And he's getting louder and louder and louder And I don't need to hear all that stuff But let me share something other with you When the glory of God comes back in this house You're going to change the way you look at things. I feel like preaching this morning Is that all right? David was excited. He got back with Saul. What Saul never, ever, ever valued. He got the glory of God back. He took the Ark of the Covenant back and he became leader over Israel. He was anointed many years before that and now we find him dancing before the Lord because he was getting things back in the rightful place. How many of you here feel good when you get things back in its rightful place? Besides, this was a coronation. This was a party. This was a time to really show out and let everybody know how happy you was. It was an installation. It was a celebration moment because they were in Israel. What it meant to them is that they were finally getting their king back in their assembly they were getting their king back. Not only were they getting their king back, they were getting their order back. Not only were they getting their order back, they were getting their head back. Not only were they getting their head back, they were getting their vision back. Not only were they getting their vision back, they were getting their revelation back. Not only were they getting their revelation back, they were getting their anointing back. And somebody in here this morning ought to be praising the Lord, because God is saying in the last days, I'm going to come back and I'm going to restore the tabernacle of David, and I'm going to give you back your king. I'm going to give you back your order. I'm going to give you back your vision. I'm going to give you back your head, I'm going to give you back your revelation I'm going to give you back your anointing I'm going to give you back your power, I'm going to give you Lord. what you need, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to do something other that nobody else has ever done Amen. somebody Amen. ought to be praising the Lord Amen. here this morning and giving us some glory because the glory of God is coming back to live in water Amen. and God is going to rebuild the tabernacle of David here in this house glory.
1: thank you, Lord.
0: how many believe that? Amen. I said how many believe that? Yes. I said how many of you believe that? Yes. Oh, my God, I'm going to get all of you in a minute. How many of you really believe that God is about to show up with his glory? I want to know how many of you believe that there. I want you to know right now that God wants to know, do you believe it? Yeah, yeah. So before I go much further, I want to do something. Else. I want everybody to stand up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get you to do something you ain't never done before. Oh, my Lord, if I'd have known this, I'd have stayed at home. Before I go any further this morning, I want to do something of it. I want to deputize you to celebrate a moment in this place. I want you just to celebrate that you are not kingless. I want you to celebrate that you are not without a head. I want you to celebrate this morning that you have, are at war and you are the victor in that war. I want you to celebrate that you got some joy in your life. I want you to celebrate that you literally have the power to and crush the devil's head under your wall. I want you to praise the Lord today because he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings. He is the one the Bible says. Let everything to have breath praise the Lord. Everything, everything, everything on this side. Everything. Praise the Lord right now. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. him. I want everything in this house. Praise Lift up your voice and praise the Lord this morning. Praise the Lord this morning. God is saying, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. The glory just sitting there y'all looking too dignified Give God some praise here this morning Give God some praise Come on do it at the house Do it at your house Do it at your house. Do it at your back do, do, do it in your pew Don't stop Give God some praise Give him some praise He said in your praise I will bless you Give God some praise I want everybody to Lift up your voice and say hallelujah Shout out amen Oh y'all ain't there Y'all ain't there. Glory,
1: glory,
0: Praise the Lord for just glory, a few minutes. Praise Him for a few minutes.
1: Hallelujah. Glory. Glory.
0: Praise Him just a few minutes. This
1: morning,
0: praise and just a few more. Give us some praise this morning. Give us some praise this morning. Praise Him this morning. Put your hands together and praise Him this morning. Praise Him, praise Him. Just a few minutes. Touch around and look at somebody here this morning and say the reason why I'm praising Him is the King is coming. 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 The King is on His way. The King is coming. 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 Praise the Lord this morning. The king is coming. Praise him this morning. Praise him this morning. Somebody, you got a good hand clap of praise this morning. Praise him.
1: The king is coming. The king is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding. E aí
0: glory with another. I believe in March when they put out the lockdown order in the United States of America that the heavenly chronicle up in heaven's headline said earth, get ready the king is coming. What the devil would have you do for His mercy, graceful for what He's done for each and every one of us. Because there are lives that have been redeemed. There are crippled lives that have been touched. People that have been in prison locked up with bondage of alcohol locked up with bondage of drugs, pornography. Whatever it may be, God has set them free. From the littlest child to the oldest person that we have in the church, Calling his church to stand hand in hand With faces all aglow With all glory With all honor With a voice of triumph and shout out To get ourselves cleaned up on the outside And on the inside And get excited about the fact that Jesus is coming Look at somebody say Jesus is coming Tell them again say Jesus is coming I hear those chariots as they began to rub I hear the shout of the angels of God. I see and hear that marching throng. I hear the heartbeat of Jesus, and I hear those trumpets as they sound the fanfare and the sound of the last trumpet when Jesus is coming back. I believe that today God has unfolded your regal robe and He has it ready for you to put it on. I believe today that in heaven's grandstand everything is to its place and the saints of God is about. Assemble and lift up their voices, shout out that He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Bible said, knee shall bow and every eye tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of Lords and that Jesus is King of Kings. I don't know about you, but I ain't gonna wait till the day that He stands before me in judgment and I praise Him then. I'm gonna praise Him now. He is King of Kings and He's Lord of Lords. He is the mighty God, the everlasting Father. And when He comes to living water, I The King to come this morning. If you are, give him a good hand clap and praise. Shout out, Hallelujah! Say Amen. Amen. Sing it one last time. we're about to get our glory back
1: yes,
0: yes. we're about to get our king back yes, yes. we're about to get our order back yes, we're about to get our vision back
1: yes,
0: yes. we're about to get our revelation back glory. we're about to get our anointing back glory. because what Kip Nance can't do only God can do yes. and what Kip Nance can do is tell you hey he's on the way king is coming. The king is coming. We saw the power of the Lord around the altar this morning. If you sit in your pew and you didn't come get what you needed and I'm sorry for you. I'm praying that you'll get prepared because when the king shows up everything changes. David's tabernacle is going to be erected. I had 11 pages written out here, and God stopped it and said, I got to talk to somebody today. This was for one person. There's one of you online right now that God spoke to, and He's speaking again. You can't throw it all away just because it's a little rough patch. Don't you know that when it gets rough, it's signed in evidence that it's good? Because if you wasn't doing anything that was going to change the devil's environment, then he would never fight you. He would never raise up a sword against you. So don't give up. The king is coming. In fact, I believe he's already here. I was going to talk to you about tradition and an exemption and transition and opposition today, and God said, table it for another, another time, but let me just add this. When David brought back the ark, he defied tradition. You see, the ark was supposed to be in the tabernacle sitting behind the veil where nobody saw it. Nobody saw the flame of the glory of God. Nobody saw the Shekinah glory of God but one time a year when the high priest went in He defied tradition. And he brought that altar back to Jerusalem. And he put it in a tent that was open for everybody to see. And as you walked up to that tent, you could see that blue flame of the Shekinah glory of God burning for the first time in all of the nation's history. Every human being could lay their eyes on the glory of God. And God said in the last days, I'm going to repair and raise back up the tabernacle of David that has been cast down in ruin. He said, I'm going to build it up. He didn't say man was. He said, I'm going to build it up. And I believe that God is about to bring his glory and everybody is going to see his glory in a mighty way. And I'll add this and I'll hush and let you go eat. He also defied tradition in the fact That you were not supposed to be that close to the ark. If you were that close to the ark, you immediately died. Mm -hmm. In the last move, the time that Moses had the ark of the covenant, in that last move, people died because they got too close to God. But in the new move under David, or Baha'u'llah, new move, Mm -hmm. you could go right up to the ark. You could see the glory. You can shout around